Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I want to talk to you about being stuck on what I like to call the sin cycle. And it's this perpetual state of self-sabotage, where it doesn't matter what's going on, you can have the best of intentions about your weight loss journey, and then before you know it, you've you've decided that you're not going to have, you know, let's say, you know, there's birthday cake in the kitchen, and you're trying to lose weight, and you just started a new weight loss program on Monday, and you're like, I'm not going to eat that cake because I'm, you know, just completely committed to what I'm doing following my meal plan. And then something happens and your husband gets a piece of cake out. And before you know it, you're eating cake. If you are perpetually plagued by this sort of self-sabotage, this episode might speak to your heart. Um, So we're going to be talking a little bit about what to do to overcome the struggle with sin. If you're new to my podcast, you might not know this, but I had a major revelation when I started reading the Bible and trusting God's word when I first read James 4.17. James 4.17 says that it's the definition of sin. When you know what you should do and you don't do it, that is sin to you. And girl, even in weight loss, like it totally applies to us in weight loss. Okay, so that's That's the pretense. That's everything I want to set this particular discussion up with. So let's talk about struggling with sin. I'd like to turn your attention to Romans 7.15, where Paul shares a very similar struggle with us. Paul shares a struggle that we all know all too well. And I'm just going to paraphrase the scripture, but this is essentially what it says. He says, I don't understand myself. I want to do what is right, but then I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I mean, can you relate to that? Like on your weight loss journey, you came in, didn't want to eat the cake. And before you know it, you're eating the cake. He goes on to say in verse 23, he says that he he explains a little bit about how, you know, when he's dealing with a situation where he's confused by himself and he doesn't want to do something, but then he still does it. He gives a little bit of insight to us, for us rather, on why this happens in verse 23. He says, The reason that I do this is because there is another power within me called my sin nature. My sin nature is at war with my mind. It's the very power that makes us slave, slaves to sin. You and I are slaves to sin. We don't, you may not have ever heard about your sin nature, but it's, it's part of, you know, man being, being fallen, you know, that we're, um, sin is what separates us from God. So the truth is that when we allow our natural sin nature to lead, it kills, it kills everything because the wages of sin is death. So it kills everything, even your weight loss goals. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I mean, if you agree that James 4.17 is the definition of sin and you can't separate sin, you can't say, well, you know, me cheating on my meal plan, knowing what I should do and not doing it. You can't say that that's not sin. Because you have the definition there. But if you're struggling to lose weight and you keep sabotaging yourself, it's because of our sin nature. And our sin nature kills even our weight loss goals. 
Have you ever driven, let's talk about a hypothetical here. Have you ever driven to an, an event? Let's say you're going to a wedding reception where you avowed only to eat from the veggie platter. Um, and before you know it, you're sitting at the table sharing a piece of wedding cake with your husband because, you know, you'll eat less if you actually share it. And you're sipping on a glass of Chardonnay while your pathetic little plate of vegetables <laughs> is sitting in the center of the table, all sad and lonely, like having just been completely pushed to the side. Like, has that ever happened to you? Like you start to just apply reason and logic. And before you know it, like you're eating cake and drinking wine, you're not doing the things that you had intended to do. So when you find yourself wondering, why do you, why do I keep doing this? That's what we're going to talk about today. Not only why do I keep doing this, but how do I stop it? Because I don't like to share content with you without getting, giving you real biblical tips and techniques to step out of it. So why is it that you keep doing what you don't want to do? It's because we all in life get good at doing what we keep practicing. The scenario that I just shared with you is how we practice disobedience. It's how we live to perpetually seek and be comfortable, bowing to the authority of our thoughts and our feelings. It's how we live in our sin nature without even seeing it. Hopefully this is like a, a wake-up call for somebody. Whatever, Whether you see it or not, <clears throat> excuse me, sin exists in our lives and it exists even on our weight loss journey. It's present when we walk around telling ourselves that, you know, we're just going to be strong enough. We're going to use our willpower this time and that we're just going to make all of the right choices. And then we go to the wedding reception or wherever we're going, feeling all of the feelings about the food. And we're, we find ourselves just sad about not being able to eat the foods that we love. I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. The food in our lives has taken over our lives. For so many of us, so many of us cannot turn down the food. That's because we learned it. We've learned to love food. We were even loved through food, right? Like so many of us make a favorite dish for somebody that we love. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's, it's a, it's a means of affection for a lot of people. We found, we find so much joy in our food. We feel comfort in its, in the fullness that we get from it. I mean, right. Don't you, don't you agree with that? Like there's just some, I mean, comfort food, right? Like it's, we find comfort in the fullness that we get from food. We crave its aroma, aroma and we look forward to consuming it. It has for many of us become the object of our affection without us even realizing it. It's something that most of us cannot even see until we try to just go on a diet and break up with all of the wrong foods. And then, then we see how deeply focused we are in our lives, in the comfort and joy that we receive from food versus alternatively, the comfort and joy that we receive from God. So you might be saying, okay, Sherry, this is fantastic. Get to the point. How do I stop this? How do I stop the sin cycle? The answer is God. If you can relate to Paul in Romans 7, 15 through 17, like I shared at the beginning of this, then you need to learn from him again in Romans 8, 5 through 9, where he says that you are not controlled by your sin nature, but that you are controlled by the Holy Spirit. So after this quick commercial break, 
I'm going to talk to you about how to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, um, even in weight loss. Be right back. Hey, you, welcome back. All right, so how to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, even in weight loss. The first couple of things that we need to level set here is that you need to accept that cheating on your meal plan is a sin. It just is what it is. Um, And you need to identify the things, you know, on this new way of eating that you should and shouldn't be doing. So that's kind of the premise of of our launching off point here. So how can you stop this sin cycle of that you're on. You start a meal plan, you cheat on the meal plan. You start it, you cheat on it. You, how do you stop that? You stop it by seeing the truth in the light that you are free from sin's power over you. According to Romans 6.11, consider yourself dead to the power of sin and alive and free to God and in the fullness of his power through Jesus Christ. I mean, that's just a truth that could wake you up and help you to see that you can drop this. You just need to not drop it with your flesh. It's like you can't fix the same problem using the same tools that got you into it. Am I right? Paul in Romans here likens our giving into sin as how we allow our body to become to become used as an instrument of evil to, to serve our sin nature. Think about that. Like your house of bondage, your perpetual addiction to sugar or to alcohol or, um, you know, any of the things, pasta, whatever it is, your addiction to that, you are in a house of bondage and the enemy is using you against yourself. He is allowing you to get so addicted and believe that you can't go a couple of hours without eating or you can't step away from these foods slowly, as I teach in the Seekers Method, he has you so convinced that you have to do what you have to do. And as a result, as as Paul says in Romans, whatever this is, uh, 7.15 maybe, that is how the enemy allows, gets us to use our body as an instrument of evil to serve our sin nature. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of makes me mad. <laughs> it just irritates me and frustrate me, frustrates me. The enemy has used you against yourself by convincing you that your thoughts and your feelings are to actually just be obeyed. That just because you had a thought about food or just because you have a feeling about food that you have to obey that. And he likes it, the enemy we're talking about here, he likes it when you try to fly solo, when you try to use your willpower to say no to all of the food feelings and thoughts that you're having. The truth is that the enemy is not to be obeyed. And the truth is that God is to be obeyed. And you are to obey him by using what he's given you in the Holy Spirit. God's grace is available to you in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is living within you to make you, to make sure that you can do what you need to do. God's grace is when he gives you the supernatural strength to do what you could not previously do on on your own. And this can only happen, however, when you are walking with God and you are applying his ways, not your ways, not a diet's approach, to your life. You do this by joining a new team. So I'm not really good at this next section is a little bit corny, but I need to make this point. And I think it might, it might make sense for you. 
How do you do this? How do you actually activate God's grace, even in weight loss? You do this by joining a new team, okay? You stop practicing the sin cycle with the dark team. And you start practicing the right cycle, you know, pursuing righteousness, if you will, pursuing the belief that you are free from the power of sin with team God. The practice on this team with team God comes from building a relationship daily so you can attune your heart, your mind, and your spirit to God and God's word. Daily, you must consciously choose to center your life on God. It is a conscious decision that you must make on the repeat every single day. Don't expect to be strong in the Lord without actually being with the Lord. You can't be strong in him if you're not spending time and prioritizing him. He must be a priority every single day, spending time in his word and practicing following his lead over sin's control in your life, even over your food stories, even over your lazy stories, even over your desire to be comfortable. The way that you experience real freedom over sin's control is to see that obedience will happen naturally to a believer who has a close relationship with God. And I only know that from experience. I'm sitting here at the age of 48, and I just found all of my gold clothes that were packed away in my closet since 2018 when we moved into this house that I didn't even know were in there. I just unpacked them, and all of them fit me. And it's only because I dared to believe God. I dared to believe that when I seek him instead of a number of a number on the scale and I just fully surrender my every single thing, when I do that and I crucify my flesh on the daily, he gives me the object of my heart's desire. The object of my heart's desire had to stop being food and being skinny. And the object had to become God. And the minute that happened, he gave me what I was willing to sacrifice, which was the number on the scale. I'm off schedule now, off track. So obedience is a natural byproduct of wanting to live righteously, wanting to live righteously for, through, and with God in every single area of your life. There, You cannot seek God in the morning and then at night sit down with your friends and watch the most inappropriate shows on Netflix. You need to pursue righteousness in every area of your life. It happens when you practice listening to him and you practice trusting him over your sin build your trust in the spirit's lead by following the spirit every single day create little trust workout sessions in your life if you will like a daily workout session and this is what i mean by that start by marinating in all things god music, reading, talking, thinking, TV, movies. Ask God to help you to be obedient in those small areas and then slowly start stepping into asking God to help you be obedient in your meal plan. This is how you start practicing a new thing. You get really good at sabotage because you practice disobedience, sin cycle. But when you start practicing obedience in all of the other right areas, you get onto a right cycle. All right, so then you start asking him to help you to be obedient with your meal plan. That is when you make a plan and you ask him to help you step by step to step into that plan. This is how you live in freedom from your food prison that you might find yourself in. This is the right cycle or the free cycle, whichever one you want to go with, um, that you need to start practice versus practicing your sin cycle. 
I encourage you to pray and obey, make a plan, invite God in. And I want you to know that it's only hard at first. You are free to the power of sin to do what you should do, but it's going to require that you lead in the spirit where your real strength comes from anyhow, even in weight loss.